0: For your heart-stopping news-packed 60 minutes of radio adrenaline. Webmaster Radio presents the pulse. the pulse. Take your seat among the experts in the search engine marketing arena. This weekly radio show keeps you informed of the latest search news, offers insight on the biggest forum discussions, and puts your finger on the pulse of the search marketing community. Our hosts have made their way to the roundtable. The, the, the Pulse starts now. The Pulse.
1: Hello, and welcome to the 37th edition of The Search on Stage, Tuesday, September 25th. My name is Barry Schwartz. I'm from The Search Your Roundtable, also on TheSearchYourRoundtable.com. Like this, what we're doing today is the site the CD editor of The Search Your Roundtable. So write to mark.com to click the box, the associate editor of The Search Your Roundtable, with the SEO man over at Bluehead.com. Jimmy Buffett
0: over at Madison Square Garden it was pretty good.
1: I blogged the whole thing over at Cartoon Barry if you guys missed it. It was a pretty good concert. Nice.
0: Looks like a good concert, but it's not the same as being there, though. What's <laughs> your blog entry? <laughs> no, I thought I did a pretty good job of making it like feel like you were there. Were you live? Were you blogging that like live as you were like watching the concert?
1: I was blogging it live from wow, uh, Skybox. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Doing some videos, uploading them as soon as possible. Some pictures, etc. It was fun. I like to blog everything and anything, pretty much. <laughs> but anyway, um just wanted to note that it is our anniversary. Um, last year, September fifth, two 2006, we actually started doing the uh, Search Pulse, and so it's been over a year since uh, we started. It seemed to have flew by really quickly. I wanted to thank you guys for being so committed and uh, to helping me out with the show, and obviously you guys are a huge part of the show. And also, also I also want to thank the, uh, the listeners and Webmaster Radio for making this possible. Um, Ben, any comments over the past year or so?
0: Um, I, you know, I've really enjoyed doing the show, and each week I kind of look forward to it each Tuesday, so um, I kind of like our new 30-minute version. It's nice. We can get through a lot of different issues and still have time to talk about it. Um, I don't know. It's been fun. It's been neat going on the radio and talking at Webmaster Radio and getting to meet some really cool people at the conferences that do the same thing as well. So I've been enjoying it, and definitely with y'all, you guys, you all are two some of the best people I know, so it's been enjoyable with you all as well the same way, and Chris, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, you know, likewise, it's great, uh, you know, getting a chat with you guys just every week and talking about these kind of topics. I mean, you know, there's n- there hasn't been a single week where I haven't learned anything from the show. So hopefully, that's the same thing from our audience. And uh, you know, definitely want to shout out to Darren and and, and the entire uh, Web, uh, Webmaster Radio crew. Uh, you know, taken over of course as we get some static in the background but uh, it's uh, you know it's been great and uh i just someday look forward to actually going back and listening to them all you know i've had no time so i figure someday when i'm when i'm, uh, when I'm old and decrepit i can be like to, if i've got a grandkid i can be like check this out you know this is the grandpa way back when so i love it i mean it's you know it's it's stuff that's gonna be up forever and it's it's cool. I love blogging, but this this format this podcast thing is cool, and we talk about good things and and uh I'm hoping that we help everyone out and I thank you Barry, for the opportunity and and I have a great time with you and Ben each week,
1: yeah, I was thinking about that. I was thinking like you know we'll be able, will we be able to actually show our kids this stuff, and maybe they'll think about it like it's like antique you know technology you know ancient technology where you have you know like you think cassettes are like or you know records are ancient and they don't even know how to play it anymore. Will blogs and podcasts in you know thirty, forty, fifty years from now be like that? That's, you know that's what I always I constantly think about that. Um, but whatever. Um, yeah, Greg over in the chat room asked us to dig something, so I dug what you just asked me to dig. So oh, it's all dug. Anyway, the thirty fifth edition or the thirty sixth edition has been posted, um, and. Um, uh, thank you guys again for covering that. Ben and Chris was, did a great job. Um, I wanted to talk about, the first thing was Talk Like a Pirate Day. Um, it was over on September 19th, which was a Wednesday, I think. Uh, we had our own logo after the Surgeons table Roundtable. Pretty much fun, a lot of fun. Also, Dogpile had a great logo. Uh, Flickr had a little quick logo. And um, none of the other surgeons did anything. Um, even Jimmy Buffett made reference to it the night before. But uh that Google didn't do anything, Yahoo didn't do anything, um uh, was pretty much just dog us and flickr. Um dot com used to do things in the past, but I guess since they changed the design with the new you know, dot com uh, you know, look, they uh have actually stopped doing things like that. They do things for major holidays, but not uh talk like a pirate. Um so Chris, what do you think about the logos out there?
2: Ard. It was cool. Uh, you know, I talk like a pirate every day, so to me, it's not its a holiday.
1: <laughs> that is true. And how about you, Ben?
0: Um, <laughs> I bet you talk like a pirate every day, Chris. <laughs> uh, I, You know, I liked, uh, Dog Dogpile. They always do a great job with their little uh, you know, dog and costume stuff. And Searching in a Roundtable is pretty good, too. I like how you abbreviated Search, and it was like Sarch. Uh, thank you.
1: Okay, all right, so next thing is about... Um, a new thing uh, where Google has announced that they're going to discontinue the commission payouts to European agencies. So there are a lot of rumors in the past that Google would offer incentives, cash incentives to agencies overseas for, you know, con- encouraging their clients to actually spend money at AdWords. And it turned out that that was true and that Google is actually going to be discontinuing that, um, I think, towards the end of 2008. Um currently so uh, socially uh, European agencies earned from between 3 to 8% on their ad spend. Um and um a lot of people in the forums especially at Webmaster World had a lot of things to say about that. Most of them, you know, looked at it and say, "All right, now we are, you know, European agencies are on the same level playing field as the American uh, you know, counterparts, the American ag- agencies who have not, you know, received such discounts. And The whole purpose behind giving these discounts to the European um uh, agencies was so that they could actually encourage clients to actually um, sign up and start using AdWords because the adoption there was a little bit slower than it was over in America. So now that people are adopting it very quickly over there, Google feels that they actually pull back from it and they don't need to give any type of subsidy or, or incentive for the agency, uh, for the clients to actually start advertising with AdWords. Um, so Ben, I want to get your thoughts on that whole discussion.
0: Yeah, this is an interesting topic. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense, you know, I, I guess I, put, I try to put myself in the position of the European agencies, like if I was offered money, a subsidy like this, I'd take it too, you know. Um, you know but at the same time, you know, Google's smart for probably just stopping this because it can't go on forever, um, you know, and they can add all that money back to their bottom line, essentially. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of chat in the forums and stuff like that, in Webmaster World, especially about, but you know, these the specific agencies that had kind of based their business around this model and, you know, giving a discount to their customers because they've got this, these rebates back, and so now they're kind of figuring out that maybe that wasn't such a good idea after all. Um, so, you know, it seemed that most people were, you know, like, okay, yeah, it's gone on long enough. And somebody had mentioned that there was, like, they had kind of re- started reducing this maybe like a year or two back. Um, and so now it's just, you know, they're giving them a year to kind of fix it, essentially, and get their gear together. But, yeah, you know, it can't go on forever. You know, U.S. companies didn't get this subsidy either, um... So,
1: okay, that's, yeah, that's definitely true. Chris, what do you think?
2: Well, I can see, you know, the French agency, Sacre Bleu, now I don't have any more money for my cheeses. I will have to buy American wine. But uh, other than that, I can, and uh, don't get me wrong, I love the French, uh, I live there, all that. But anyway, uh, I think one of the funniest things about this particular post is the euphemism for kickback uh, best practice funding. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to remember that one. If I ever uh, am in a position where I can ask for a, a kickback, I can say, uh, I'd like you to build in some best, fr- best practice funding in, into that uh, particular arrangement. Uh, you know, it is a sign of the times. Uh, obviously, uh, Europe is growing. Uh, the, the, uh, the agencies over there have been pushing the paid search, and, and it's gotten to a, a point where, uh, you know, you can't really say that they're any less uh, advanced or, or skilled in, in their paid search tactics as well as uh, uh, their companies over there are realizing the value and, and the return on that. So, um, you know, it's, uh, I think it's a, it's a good sign, at least for the non-European companies that weren't uh, uh, privy to this best practice funding. So, it will, uh, you know, it's, it's a good step.
1: Great. Great. Um, all right, so let's move on to the next topic. We don't have much time, so let's continue. Google has um, done an update, some type of update, where a lot of Chinese looking type of spam actually um, went into the Google index. It wasn't really Chinese spam, it just looked like it. It was a bunch of .cn domain names that appeared to look like .cn domain names, when in fact, they really weren't. Um, so I had some examples. I posted them at the search Roundtable. It was pretty weird. It seems to have resolved. Let me just double check again to make sure. Um, actually, yeah, I can't actually double check right now, but um, it really wasn't .cn domain names. It was really weird, but we had Matt Cutts post um, and explain that this is really an issue, um, and hopefully they will fix it soon. I have to double check to make sure it was resolved or not, but um, you know, let's first you know give it to to uh, Chris and see if you have any thoughts on this while I go ahead and check behind the scenes.
2: Well, it's really interesting. Um, This is the kind of thing where I would have loved to uh, kind of go in and do uh, some research on those particular uh, URLs that are appearing in the listings uh, just to see kind of what they're doing that's uh, getting them right in there. But I see um, that uh, Donna over at SEO Scoop, uh, you know, warned that uh, if you click on the results, you get infected with a virus. So it seems like this is obviously a a greater problem than just for Google uh, in terms of of uh, it fouling their results, but it's also something that you have to be worried about from an actual computer security um, issue. So hopefully this is something that Google gets their hands around really quickly because, you know, the last thing you want is to have people starting to fear that they can't click on, uh, on uh, results because it's going to kill their computer. I mean, talk about a PR nightmare for the search engines.
1: Right, definitely. And, I, and if you guys want, if you're in the chat room right now, I can post a link to some of these examples um, but be warned um, not to actually click on the results unless you are okay with your computer getting inv- uh, viruses. Um, it is still an issue, and I'm going to post a link in the chat room live right now. Again, the chat room is... You can access it at webmasterradio.fm. Just click on one of the chat links over there. Um, just be warned that, you know, you can't be infected if you click on any of those links. So just take a look. Um, you can actually see, if you look at the code itself, that, um, you know... That, that you can actually look at the code and you can actually see that they aren't .cn domain names. So it's really a weird thing. Hopefully Google will take care of it soon. They know about it and they hope to take care of it as soon as possible. Uh, ben, your thoughts?
0: Yeah, this was. I mean, this this topic also kind of brought about the issue of like the quality of results in general in Google and how people have been really kind of pissed. I guess you could say at some of the stuff that's been showing up. I mean, our next topic is kind of about some of that as well. Uh, I mean, this was really quite interesting in how these show up. I actually saw some of this stuff that were kind of showing up in uh, MSN search results as well, and that's been kind of consistent for a while. Um, and so, but these specific examples where they kind of masquerade as like .cn domains. Uh. were kind of interesting. You know, even on like the blog itself, I mean, people had some like kind of really kind of strange comments. Like that one guy was talking about how Google is losing its grip on search. I mean, like, come on, these are just a few minor examples of something like that. But I guess the question remains like, as Chris pointed out, it'd be real interesting to research like how they actually got up there in the first place and why it's kind of an issue that Google had to like go in and fix.
1: Cool. All right, so the next thing is Google book search results. We're talking about how things are type, type of affecting Google's search results. Earlier or later last week, um, there was a thread over Webmaster World about how book search results were actually creeping up to the top. So Google book search results, so books.google.com, those actual results for books were actually coming up, for example, searches like building wealth or neckties and some other search results. Um, it seems like those results are no longer a problem and they're no longer in the first page results. So if you do a search on building wealth, um, I think currently you have to click to the fourth page to actually see any book.google.com results in the actual Google search results. But late last week or earlier last week, it seemed like a lot of those book.google.com results were actually showing up, Um, not necessarily in the universal results, but more in the main web search results. As just search results, and uh, as you can imagine, that it upset some people in the book space um, or in the space that actually that book was about, so building wealth or neckties or stuff like that, that upset those people in those niche niches. So um, that's another thing that happened this week or late last week in terms of uh, you know Google.coms their search results actually shifting around here and there, according to Webmaster World at least. Um, ben, you want to you know discuss that a little bit?
0: Yeah, um, I guess I, people were just kind of pissed because the kind of vertical creep of this book search results. And, the, the, you know, Aaron Wall covered this pretty decently, and, you know, he had a really kind of cool comment. He was like, if Google's willing to, to give 20% of the search results to books and carry Google ads, 20% to video, 10% to news results, 10% to Wikipedia, 10% to .gov, and 10% to .edu, then suddenly all we're really doing is fighting for crumbs, essentially. Uh, So, and it's also interesting that, like, you know, as this kind of came out, that it kind of calmed down a little bit, you know, as sometimes these things do. Um, You know, if you go and you type in the building wealth search specifically, like on the fourth page, you know, there's, you know, uh, of those ten, there's like four of the actual, you know, books.google.com results in there. But, you know, I guess they are kind of relevant to the search if you're talking about building wealth. I mean, some of the books that are mentioned in there are actually relatively pretty decent books that I, you know, checked out a little bit. Um, so, you know, it's it's interesting to see, you know, how this is will progress in the future. And Chris,
2: how about you? What do you think? I'm going to be Mr. Double Disagreement. First of all, I think that the books.google.com results do belong in, in there. I think for uh, longer... Tail uh, keyword phrases, they're probably going to be even more valuable. Uh, like Ben you know, alluded to, some of the results will be of value. Uh, secondly, in terms of Aaron's statement, I, I, I see this as an opportunity uh, to expand our knowledge and, and our reach in terms of optimization. We shouldn't only be trying to quote-unquote fight for the one remaining spot, but instead we should make sure that uh, our clients are able to appear within uh, the multimedia results or within the, the paid results and the multimedia and the images, etc., cetera, etc. et, cetera, et cetera. It's just, to me, an opportunity to uh, provide more services and uh, uh, more visibility for the clients that we're dealing with.
1: Okay. Your point has been made. Anyway, moving on to the next thing is uh, advertisers. They uh, have reacted to Google's announcement about how they um, actually penalize um, the quality score in their AdWords program. So, for example, AdWords has a quality score factor. The quality score factor... Um, is made up of several components. One of those components is how well your landing page is constructed. Now, Google has actually sent out a a blog post describing what types of sites are actually considered, um, you know, are frowned upon and and penalized. Not necessarily penalized, but which types of sites would be penalized more likely than not be penalized. Those sites include data collection sites, um, freebie offer sites, that collects private information, arbitrage sites, sites that install malware on visitors' computers, um, and stuff like that, those types of sites. So, of course, that actually sprung a lot of reaction in the the different forums out there. Webmaster World and Digital Point Forums both had a lot to say about that. um, And some were positive, and most of them were pretty negative in terms of how that's done. In addition to this, Google actually said that they no longer will be announcing every single small algorithm update uh, with their AdWords algorithm. So they only will announce larger algorithm updates. So that really was the announcement. The main thing we're talking about here is that they they have lumped together several types of sites and said these are the types of sites that are often penalized by your AdWords algorithm, landing page, quality score, figure, uh, you know, thing. Um, so first let's start with Chris and get your thoughts on that.
2: Well, my thoughts echo the forum reaction that you said, you know, it's summed up by thanks Google. I agree. Um, these types of sites should not be competing with more legitimate, and I know that's a subjective term, um, but more legitimate sites that belong there and provide more information and, and provide a greater quality. So, um, you know, I, I agree. There's a comment in the... Uh, and by the way, are you guys getting an echo?
1: No, I hear you, fine.
2: Okay, cool. I'm hearing an echo here. Um, So, as far as many reputable companies collecting opt-in user information in exchange for proprietary documents, such as white papers and the like, that's a good comment, but I think that hopefully Google is discerning between those type of sites and uh, the arbitrage or other sites that are really just collecting information for use in other marketing efforts.
1: Cool. And, um, Ben, what are your thoughts?
0: Um, Yeah, you know... I see. I don't have a problem with this. It seems like it's a really good thing for Google to do. I don't know. There seems to be kind of an underlying, you know, effect with some of Google's changes, especially towards AdWords, in order to kind of prevent some of these sites from stop to stop gaming, you know, AdWords and the PPC a bit. And so this is like kind of a one-step approach to getting some of these sites out of that and affecting other, you know, more relevant uh, advertisers in there. So I mean, a lot of these sites' data collection, you know, arbitrage stuff like that. I mean who really wants to click on a, you know, sponsored search result and get one of these sites, you know, unless, you know, you're really shopping for an ebook on how to get rich. Um, not probably a whole lot of people. Um, you know, and I think the, the guidelines are relatively pretty outlined pretty consistently. Uh, you know, the forums were just chattered about, like, you know, what about my site that, you know, asked for registration. And I think there were some comments specifically um, in the comments of uh, a search and roundtable about one guy that had said that, you know, if you have a, State privacy policy and you've taken effect in order to protect yourself and your visitors and their information. Then you should be just fine.
1: Very cool. Yeah. Um, ben, while we while you're talking, I want. Do you find link building to be more difficult these days?
0: Um, you know, honestly, I don't. I, I I read this and and I mean it is it is certain dif- getting difficult for certain things, but you know, I haven't. I don't see it any more difficult than it was like a year ago. Um, and, and I understand the argument that, like, people are getting more wise to it and, um, I mean, tomorrow marked that it, it was, like, mainstream, but I would disagree with that. I don't think link building is, like, mainstream to the point where everybody knows what is going on, maybe mainstream in terms of our industry, but mainstream not in terms of clients or, you know, the other industry out there. Um, so I don't really think it's getting more difficult, you know, and I guess it's, it's maybe the fact that people need to be a little bit more creative in how they're getting links, um, and maybe go to the point of, you know, a lot of people are getting more consistent on buying links these days and instead of, like, asking for links or trading links or, you know, doing other tactics that were more useful in the past. And so I guess if you become t- more dependent upon those tactics, then, yeah, it would seem harder. Um, but, no, I don't think it's getting harder. Great. And, Chris, would you agree with that?
2: I totally agree. Um, you know, you start to play Sudoku with simple puzzles, and then you learn, and you move forward, and you play with harder puzzles. Link building, you know, you start, and it's pretty easy, and you do a certain list of things. But when you become an expert at link building, it becomes more difficult. So um, you should, you shouldn't be, you know, suddenly seeing any any increase in difficulty. I don't think theoretically, if you've been building links long enough, you, it's going to stay at the same level of difficulty.
1: Great, great, um, Chris. I, I don't know if you had time to see this um, Rens article at SEOmoz about what makes for a bad web directory. I don't know if you had time to see that at all or no.
2: No, I haven't actually. Uh, ben, have you?
0: Yeah, I did actually. I did get a chance to read it. Uh, it was a pretty good article. Um, you know, some people disagreed with it. Um, some didn't. Uh, I think they're pretty valid statements. Um, you know, this is something we've been like talking about for a long time. So it's not like it's anything really new. Um, and, you know, some of the points that he made, you know, being too broad or allowing everyone access. You know, a lot of the professional link builders have been consistent with this. You know, in terms of links from directories, you know, I've, I've seen that as, a, you know, the quality of many directories kind of degrade over time and even to the point where it's like now you have to pay like an exorbitant amount of money to get a link from a directory which has thousands of more links and which link is worth a whole lot less. So yeah, I mean the quality has, has you know can get worse. Um so I thought it was a pretty good article. He made some good points. Okay. Uh, Chris, do you wanna say anything about it or
1: not? just move on to the next topic?
2: Well just to the point in the round table, sure. uh, I I don't think the premium sponsorships on directories is a safety practice. I'd rather be able to pay and make sure that I'm gonna be one of those first ten pages on that first page of that category just to make sure I get the uh the page rank and the juice. Yeah, so right.
0: Quick thing on that. However, though, like, do you really think it's going to be like worth more, you know, if you pay for that sponsored spot? Like, I, I looked at this too, and I think that's what a lot of people are disagreement on. You, if you pay for that sponsored spot, is it going to give you any more benefit, like in terms of whether it's clicks or whether it's search engine benefit? I mean, because I've seen some of these directories that have some of these sponsored spots, and like, I have no, I will not believe in in a second that you know this is a better link than as opposed to a link elsewhere on the site.
2: I would think that it's specific to the directories, and then you'll find in some cases, like the top level of the health category, the very first page has PageRank, and then the page two doesn't. So to me, not that I'm a page, you know, totally obsessed on PageRank, but that's an indication that it's better to be on that first page than on the second page.
1: Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how populated that pages like like uh, Chris was saying, if it's a really populated page and there are page double pages and if there's like the uh, top I forgot what they call it. Um sometimes like there's like the top ones that get the most clicks. I know Yahoo organizes some of their categories where they'll put the most the top ones with the most, I guess, web rank they used to call it, um, in the top and then group the rest in like an alphabetical type of order. Um, and I have a feeling that would help. I don't know if sponsoring those sections actually help, but I don't know. I mean, I, the most people don't search by directories these days, and traffic mostly does not come from directories, as far as I know. Um, but in terms of the page rank side, I mean, you know, obviously if you look at one page and it has more page rank versus another page, what you're seeing in the toolbar is not necessarily what Google is actually um, dispensing out, but you never know. So, um, All right, one more... Topic here, um, live search 2.0. There was a lot of uh, discussion over people noticing a new live.com page. It was more green. The actual search results were different. Uh, What happened was um, it seems like they actually released it. Microsoft actually released a live search 2.0 to the public and then pulled it quickly. Um, The live side blog actually captured uh, screenshots of it in action. In addition... Um, Microsoft actually posted a blog post about it by accident describing how it actually works differently. Um, it kind of works more like the Google Universal search um, the algorithm uh, as opposed to how it currently works. I doubt any of you guys saw it. If you did, let me know. But other than that, I mean, the form reaction is kind of neutral. Did you see it or did you not? And uh, a lot of people were complaining because their rankings have dropped because of it. In addition, um, it's hard to tell if the actual results will get better or worse with this new Live Search 2.0. So I think um, let's start with Chris, and you'll get your thoughts on that.
2: Well, uh, now that I'm allowed to say so, I've never had much faith in Microsoft's Live Search, so hopefully um, maybe this will change my view.
0: Great. And Ben, any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I saw the screenshot for the you know the one example, and it kind of looked like it's similar to what they had. And you know, I, I think I remember going across this thread, and some people liked it, some didn't. And you know, the most noticeable about the screenshot was like the the blatant digital camera reviews and like screen real estate that it took up, uh, and then sponsored with the ads, and then more ads, and then related searches. So basically, <laughs> you weren't getting a whole lot of organic results from this.
1: Interesting. Okay, I don't think we have much more time. I think we have about two minutes left. Um, so what I'm going to do is go into the lightning round, and then we'll just wrap up. So that's cool with you guys.
2: Dun, dun, nah. Dun, dun, nah.
1: Great. All right, so Yahoo site blocking is a new feature that has been leaked. Um, somebody, somebody's rep told them about this. basically allows you to just block sites from displaying your ads either on the search side or on the contextual side. It's a great new feature. Hopefully it will be out. Everybody saying within a month or so. Um, DMOZ, the DMOZ homepage actually disappeared from Google. So if you do a search in, uh, for DMOZ or DMOZ.org in Google, you won't find the homepage listed. Um, uh, Matt Cutts actually commented saying that the reason it's missing is because DMOZ is actually 301 redirecting DMOZ.org back to DMOZ.org. So Googlebot got confused. Why would they permanently redirect the same page to the same page? Uh, so hopefully they'll fix that shortly. Um, Googlebot had a DNS caching issue. Um, so if Googlebot wasn't able to crawl your site because of DNS issues, it was on Google's side. They told us they have to actually fixed the problem, so hopefully it's been fixed. Um, Google Gadgets um, has launched Google Gadgets ads. It's a beta. Uh, we actually showed examples of how you can actually place Google Gadget ads in Google Gadgets. Yahoo also announced um, that they launched widget badges. It's not really ads, but it's actually widgets, and how you can actually launch to put these widgets on your re- actual website. Um, I... Oh, Google actually released a new tool uh, for the CPA, uh, you know, cost per acquisition. It's a bidding tool. It's called Conversion um, Optimizer, and it helps you actually place bids and manage your bids for your CPA ads. Um it's released yesterday, so not so much feedback on it yet. Um, Google Directory um, has new page rank bars. So here ever go to the Google Directory. It actually shows you the page rank bars. It differs from the toolbar page rank and it also differs from what Google uses, but the directory has been updated, it looks like, I'm not exactly sure when, but it has been updated within the past few weeks. Um, Yahoo's link domain search um, feature was temporarily down, and I think it's back up now. In addition, Yahoo Site support, uh, Explorer, their backlink counts are back to normal again. They were actually having a problem as of last week. So Yahoo Site Explorer is back to normal. In addition, Google, Web- Google Webmaster Tools link report had a downloading problem where you couldn't download the actual reports. That has now been fixed. Um, In addition, AdWords and AdSense reporting issues were reported, and now they should be fixed. So any problems with the reporting over there should all be resolved. Um, SMA, the search marketing of North America, has been dissolved, so it's no longer around. And finally, SEOmoz scored some major uh, venture capital funding. I think, uh,
2: let me see how much, I
1: think it was about... 1.25
2: 1.25 million dollars.
1: 1.25 million dollars. So they're actually doing pretty well with that. They're excited. They're going to actually release some premium content. Big congratulations to Maz Rand, and all the people over there. Um, I think that's about it. Anything else you guys want to say before we head off? bleu! Have a great Tuesday. All right. So that wraps up the 37th edition of the Search Pulse. I hope to post a recap tomorrow afternoon after the show is archived. And I'll post that at com, the search to roundtable. If you have any comments, questions, or anything, feel free to email me at barry at russiebrick.com or post, tomorrow's, or post a comment in tomorrow's post. Again, that was 37th edition of the Search Vault. took place September 25th, 2007. Thank you, Ben and Chris. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great night.